Hey, Hopefuls, you're listening to Babes with Hope with your hosts, Jessa, Tash, and Rachel. I'm Jessa. I'm a Potter nerd, history buff, and loving dog mom, and I'm an expert at helping you connect to your intuition and authentic self. And I'm Tash, a fun-loving, adventure-seeking world traveler, and my expertise is in organizational goal-setting. And I'm Rachel. I'm a figure skating, gym-loving Disney nerd, and I'm an expert at helping you uncover your innermost thoughts and emotions so you can discover your inner champion. And together, we're Babes with Hope. Hey, Hopefuls. Welcome to another episode. I am so excited. This week, we are welcoming our very first guest. And I have the greatest pleasure ever to introduce my husband. I I love Sam. So Sam is joining us. Yay. So question. So at the time of this recording, how long have you guys been married? Right now, 18 days. Whoa. Oh, you know exactly. (laughs) so cute well welcome to the show we're so excited that you're here yeah thank you (laughs) thank i said thank you but like i'm already here all the time (laughs) (laughs) thank you ladies for having me (laughs) thank you absolutely i think it was just like the most uh direct easiest person to have on because we've told you know tasha's story and we talk about you so often that we're like uh duh of course we have to have sultan on and i'm actually really like personally very excited because of course we've like you know said hi over zoom and whatever a couple of times but i haven't gotten to like know you know you yet except for what tash has told us so i'm excited I know, me too, actually. I'm so excited, actually, about it. <laughs> I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm also excited, too. It's okay. You're among friends. This is yeah. all chill. My life, though, so that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It's okay, baby, because excitement and nerves come from the same chemical reaction in the body. So just tell yourself <laughs> you're excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, Sultan, the easy question to start. What was what's your favorite part of married life so far? Oh my gosh, being together and just being with the mm. love of my life and just like the most amazing thing. Like we've gone through a lot together and it just like it just clicked in like that. It just clicked mm-hmm. in like that right away and it just yeah, I can't be away from her and that's stop i'm gonna cry i know i'm like gushing i can't stop smiling (laughs) he's the best he like makes me pancakes and it's and all the food because he's like such an expert at cooking and i'm so Mm. spoiled (laughs) i have been so spoiled these last few weeks um it's like 18 days (laughs) we know this to be true because we'll be in here working or meeting or recording and sultan will just walk in with like dishes and platters of food and mimosas i'm like wait a second what is happening if that's what married life is then cool maybe i should start actually dating (laughs) 
get yourself a salty. Oh yeah. my. I need, apparently I need to. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, love it. Cooking is live. That's why I love cooking so much. And I love cooking for her too. Yeah. Oh, mm, it's really good. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> How long so, have you been cooking? Ooh, like I like since I was a kid actually, but like I started really, really cooking, cooking a lot when I came here first thing. Because mm -hmm. I was like, now I gotta cook my food. Yeah. <laughs> I do Be that. an adult. <laughs> yeah, and then like, yeah, so I cooked everything and I start learning and experimenting on stuff and that. Yeah, I remember my first experiment was like uh, experimenting on doing yellow. Jello. <laughs> Jello. Or yellow. Oh, I'm like, what is <laughs> yellow? <laughs> All the yellow food only. <laughs> Well, let's say the food didn't turn out to be good. It turned out to be yellow, too. <laughs> <laughs> there were jello ever. You can, you know. After that, everything started to go good after that. It was just the breaking stone. <laughs> That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> what happened after the jello experiment went wrong? I just turned green and turned. I don't oh. know. What went wrong? I don't know. Did you taste it? I did it. <laughs> no, I didn't want to taste it. How? How do you mess up Jello? <laughs> what flavor was it? <laughs> okay, okay. The problem is I made it and I put it in the fridge and it's supposed to like freeze like within like 30 minutes or 40 minutes, but it never froze. So I waited, 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 waited like for a very long time and I had so much dedication to that thing. <laughs> And then I was like, I waited, waited. And after that, they got like all the water dissolved and just green stuff on it. And I was like, that's why I don't think it's eatable. You're not supposed to leave it for two weeks in the fridge. I don't think so. <laughs> 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 oh. oh my gosh. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> That was the best part of the story because I thought you yeah. just kept checking on it like every hour and it turns out it was two oh, weeks. Like, I yeah. Before I went to school, it was moving. Like it was still watery like that. I was like, that doesn't make sense. Like it's, it doesn't say that in the package. <laughs> that is so funny. Never give oh up on God. your dreams, guys. Never give up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because the meals i eat today are freaking phenomenal <laughs> it all started with the two-week-old jello <laughs> i love this so much experiment time i don't know how will that go oh <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> Well, Sultan, one of the reasons why we were so excited to have you on is because we got a, an opportunity to hear Tasha's story about her time in her life when she felt hopeless, which actually was this year. So you might have a different answer for that question, but we wanted to ask you what your experience was like this year for 2020. What's your side of the story? What happened and how did you get through it? Well, it, 2020 is crazy. <laughs> it's too crazy for us. But like the time I really felt hopeless is the time when I couldn't really come back in here. I just yeah. felt 
that was it. Like, the government was like, you can't leave. And, yeah, the pandemic and during that time because I went because of my dad passed away and that. So, yeah, I had to deal with all the family struggles and all the family stuff. And then, like, I wanted to leave. But then the government was like, you need a per- you can't leave unless you have a permission and unless you have something in there. So they kind of closed the road in my face at that thing because, like, I couldn't obtain the papers. Like, actually, at the beginning, they were like, you can't go at all. Like, three guys told me that. You can't leave. You can't leave. You can't leave. So I was like, at this time, I was like, I can't leave. And do you remember, like, when that was? Like, what month that was? Was that in March? Uh, yeah, around yeah, in March. And so okay. he was supposed because to come home the end of March. That, before that, because we were planning to get married in March at that time. Mm-hmm. A downer to both of us because I couldn't come because of that day, because of, like, we couldn't travel and all that. Right. So I kept like nagging and nagging and nagging and nagging, like showing my face every day and calling and that. And I was like, you know, I don't want to really give up. Like you can't freaking control my life like that. I don't freaking want to go. I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. The thing. And so, yeah, I reapplied again and I told them like I want that. And because of this and that, I told them it's a matter of like life and death. Like mm-hmm. I have to. And that so and then I kept applying, applying, but the thing that they told me you might not, they kept telling me like you might not get it. Based on our experience, you're not gonna get the permission and that. I was like, yeah, they kept like putting me down, putting me down. But for me, like what's made me stay positive and positive and positive is that I wanna be with her. Is I wanna be like in here with her. Like, <laughs> It's like she's struggling in here alone and I just feel bad that she's going through everything in here and like yeah to us it was took so much toll on us. Yeah. But and once we got the news like after I applied for like that they uh to the government and then they sent me the approval then I was like yes. I was so happy <laughs> after that I was like oh, now I'm going to leave. Yeah. You yeah. were pretty yeah. much consistent for like almost two months with the paperwork yeah it literally took me like two months like even more than two months because like i applied literally from february Mm -hmm. in june (laughs) god so it took like a while like to leave and even at the airport i was like at the airport in there sitting and then the guy i was like i'm ready all my paperworks are perfect everything is good i'm now leaving and that and he told me huh let me see the list. You're not on the list. I was like, what? <laughs> My airplane is just 30 minutes from now. He was like, you're not on the list. Sit down. Let me just see to call people on the outside. And then he called some people on the outside and that. And they literally waited like for like 45 minutes. And there. good thing the plane was delayed that time. And then after that, he was like, yeah, you can go in there. Don't worry about it. We're going to clear you out. And that because, yeah, they told me like he needed the permission like before like you needed you need to buy the ticket before Mm. like that's the thing you need to buy the ticket before the permission but i was like how do i do that if you don't have permission (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was like it doesn't make sense so he gave me a hard time and this time was like he told me like based on my experience you're not gonna be on that plane trust me on that i was like man (laughs) 
<laughs> Thanks for like, the vote of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then I was like, man, like that, I, like, what do I do? Like that. And then he was like, it's okay. Wait, 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 wait. And then I waited. And then like 45 minutes later, he was like, you know what? It's okay. Just, just go. <laughs> wow i think that's the craziest part i mean there's a lot of crazy parts of your story but i think the craziest part is that your coming home was dependent on one person being like in a good mood you know like yep you can go now like and that's the thing if he wasn't in a good mood like literally when i was sitting in the office he was checking his whatsapp and his instagram and everything and i was waiting and like like on fire and then i was like what 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 will happen and the guy was like oh my god checking his phone oh, twiddling his phone that's what he was he was, he was god like, yeah it got me really frustrated meanwhile are you like so what did that feel like did that feel like anxiety stress anger like what what, what emotions were you experiencing at that time at the moment like when i was leaving or the moment of all of it kind of all of it both yeah yeah both both <laughs> at the moment like all of it like it was really stressful and like mm-hmm. frustrated and like because like you get a hope and then it get crushed mm-hmm. get another hope and then it get crushed again <laughs> it's like in there they just want to crush it and at the airport i just felt too stressed out i was like what will happen to me at that thing it's like my fate is depending on this guy and sitting mm-hmm. which is like right. it was like why and that's the thing it's like yeah but like it made me feel but after after that i was like i'm out of here <laughs> <laughs> get yeah. me out of here <laughs> yeah that's, yeah but like overall like it was pretty stressful experience like for me especially like with all the family matters and me being like at the face of everything and that and also like trying to leave at the same time and like go back in here, come back to Canada in here. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like, to be honest, it's stressful. Yeah. But like, we, we went, to be honest, like in every stress thing, you always like, there is, there is like this light that keeps you going, you know? And that's the thing, like that's at the end of the day, we, I talk to her, we talk to each other. We talk about our day. We talk about that. And it just erases everything else and it just puts good good mood and good positivity in you and that's like what we do with each other we always like keep each other like positive and keep each other like accountable and that and and that's the thing and that's what keeps us like going and that's what really <laughs> gives me so much hope in there like that i want to be back to her and i'm gonna do whatever 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 to go there no matter if it's even like my throat is dry or whatever I don't care I'm just gonna be there yeah (laughs) well that was gonna be my next question is like kind of what got you through those ups and downs and being hopeful and then hopeless and I guess you just kind of answered that um do you have like of you guys you know connecting and just I mean, you can tell just sitting here looking at you guys, like you guys are freaking glowing and like so in love. Um, So you have that to like keep you going. Uh, Was there anything other than that, uh, like on the personal that you could do 
while you were in Saudi to like help maintain stress? Like, did you do anything to help keep you sane? Like we did a workout together. Workouts, yeah. <laughs> mm. workout That's program. fun. It was really cool. Like oh being together, doing something together. Also, we were like world apart, basically. Like we mm-hmm. push play on the same workout every day. Like, so we had that little connection together, oh which was, I loved that too. Yeah. That's work. so cute like on the workouts like together and that so we picked a program and they were like we're gonna do it we picked like some challenges like 100 push-up 100 sit-up but i did that <laughs> <laughs> i tried with a 100 push-up 100 sit-up and 100 squats a day oh my god a day <laughs> i don't think yeah <laughs> no oh i don't think i can do like maybe 10 push-ups i swear <laughs> no that's insane not 100 yeah i did actually for 30 days i Give it the commitment and that, but then I was like, oh, I can't move anything. <laughs> <laughs> after the 20 push up after going, yeah, I'm going to do 100. 20. Yeah. 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 No. I, yeah, I try. I went to that. Take me like <laughs> to do it, but <laughs> it's okay. It's your persistence that keeps you going. Yeah, like doing the workout together was like amazing thing because it keeps us connected to each other. And- Sure. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. So what is, oh, sorry, Tash, what were you going to say? You were going to say workout and something else. I just love the workout that makes us like together and connected us together through that time. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you both quality time? Is that like your love language for both of you? So Sultan's love language <laughs> is physical touch. And my top one is gifts. <laughs> yeah. oh. And then my next top one is um, quality time. And his next top one is words of affirmation. Oh. Yeah, I, I like give the last thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, it was really nice to do the love languages love quiz it. together as a couple and just like understand. We actually did that while he was in yeah. Saudi, so we did it together. We like figured out, you know, like what is each other's love language, and it kind of just opened up like a whole new level of communication for us. Yeah, because like it made us, to be honest, understand each other more. Like, it's, yeah, like, we know what type of language that. You need and that I know that she likes gifts and that. <laughs> I know that she loves to be touched. Like. <laughs> Aww. Always have to have my arm around him. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's really important to like, to know. Notes, you know, keep notes. <laughs> Take notes if something I say. Maybe it's a nice gift. <laughs> I have big notes right now. <laughs> Lots of notes. Yeah, no, I think that's really important for couples to understand and know their partner's love language, because if you don't have the same love language, sometimes you're not recognizing when your partner is trying to love you or is expressing their love for you. Like for me in my relationship, my husband's top love language is um, service, acts of service. And that doesn't make my top four. (laughs) So... (laughs) So when he's doing nice things for me and 
it's just, it's knowing that that's his love language so I can recognize and receive it rather than otherwise you're just kind of blind to it. If you're like, where's my words of affirmation? Where's my quality time? Where's my physical touch? But you can recognize, oh, that is you loving me actually. And that is your love language. So yeah. Do you guys know like what website you use for that test so we can link it for people in the show notes? Yeah, so I actually got the actual physical copy of the book, The Five Love Languages. Um, it's in our bookshelf. I can't remember the author. And we just went from the recommendation that is in that book. They have a website that you can go to. I'm looking it up. It was written by Gary Chapman. The Five Love Languages are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. So you can order this book or you can look up the quiz online to find out what your love language is and what your partner's love language is. Yes. Very beautiful. Do you know what yours are, Rach? Oh, yeah. So mine is um, physical touch and words of affirmation. Those are my top two. Um, and my oh. husband is really sarcastic. Like, and I am too. Like, I enjoy roasting people. That's really fun for me. <laughs> but, and I'm also words of affirmation. So if all he does is roast me all day long, I have to remind him, hey, can you say nice things now? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I think the last time that I took that, which was probably years ago, I had. I'm not kidding. Like three all in the top spot. Like they weren't, they were all like equal. So like, you have to give me all the types of love. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. My top ones, I think went like gifts and then, um, acts of service and then quality time and then words of affirmation. And then the, physical touch which is basically completely opposite from salted i know it's like i'm from the bottom to the top yeah <laughs> from the top to the bottom. so there was a little miscommunication prior to knowing um, no, our love the, languages the cool thing is like yeah when we're different is like we have lots of ways like you know to love each other and like to care about each other and to show love to each other Aww. that's why when it's like different like that but if they were the same then we'll be okay we both need the words of affirmation right now but then she'll be the gift and she'll give me physical touch you know <laughs> it needs to get <laughs> so sultan is there another time in your life where you felt hopeless i don't know if we asked you that yet was there a time in your life when you felt hopeless other than this year Hmm. like yeah I had like quite few experience like that like what I've been like let's say the first time like when I so when I first came to Canada I came in 2018 here and yeah basically when I came in here I came just to study English and just to go back and that's all what I was gonna do and that's all so when I came in here, I heard about a scholarship like that the government is providing and that. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But like chances to get in it is so low. That's the thing. So I was like, I'll just give it a try. I want to give it a try. And so I gave it a try in there. 
and I applied for it. Uh, but at that time, I was like, I really wanted it because I didn't really want to go back home. I wanted to be in here because I liked everything in here. And I really, I like the universities and the life in here. So I applied for it and I waited. And literally, it took me a year, like, just to get an answer from them. And, like, they keep just refusing, 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 like, missing documents, missing documents and that. But I kept, like, applying and being persistent about it. And that's what literally, like... And after when I got it, I swear to God, it was, like, a moment in my life that I was, like, what? <laughs> like, I've accomplished, like, to me, that was... I don't know how to describe it, but, like, it's the best thing, like, ever, like accomplished like at that time. yeah i bet I scholarship on my own i literally celebrated for three days straight at that <laughs> I'm, so happy, I'm so happy about it invited all my friends started cooking good food not the bad food <laughs> no, <laughs> not jello <laughs> yeah so I, I, but just for me like amazing and to be honest is the best this like the best thing has ever happened to me i think the scholarship because like right wow. now I'm here and that's the thing and if that wasn't there we would not be together so to me I'm really for, sure. for that and that's one of the things that gave me so much hope like about the future about studies about professional like everything it's not for just, sure about so many things it opened up the door to so many things in my life and that's like absolutely yeah. so baby, I'm hearing you say <clears throat> From all your stories, both this one and the last one, is that you are super persistent. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. I love it. It's yeah. like, I can't take, I don't like taking a no for an answer. To me, it's like, if you say no, I'll go again. If you say no again, I'll go again and again and again and again. And again. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I look up to that so much because <laughs> I definitely do not feel like I don't know. I feel like I just get over things really quickly. So I'll like try something for a little bit and then I'm like, ugh, whatever. It's too hard or like it's too hard, which means that it's not for me, you know, quote unquote. And so I'll just move on. And so I'm like, whoa, you literally kept going for like a year and you showed up at that like in Saudi every single day to like try and get back home. Like this is really awesome like so inspiring um persistence is about like that is like I need to be persistent it's like to me if I take a note for an answer I just feel like I've been defeated yeah no like on what fact like what did you base my defeat on yeah that's why I'm like no I'm gonna say it again because like the only way I get defeated if I can't move and I can't talk like yeah and even if you want to try, I want to try something new. I want to try it and finish it and see how yeah. people like it. Even though I don't like it, I'm like, I'll do it. <laughs> wow. <can> try. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's amazing. I think that's like, that is a gift. That is, I wish that everybody had that, right? That, that dedication and that commitment to their dreams and to their goals. If everybody was as persistent and as persevering, then there wouldn't be any lost dreams in the world. Everybody would have everything they ever wanted if they could learn this discipline of commitment and dedication. Yeah. And it's always like the motivation that comes within you as well, like the drive that takes and keeps you going. Like 
you're always like you look like there's something behind that and mm-hmm. that's the thing i want is like there is a process and this is the process but there is something behind that process is what i want in there yeah through the process eventually no matter how it takes how it looks like it just to me a process but like at the end of that is that's what i'm trying to reach is like the end goal yeah because i'm the joy isn't the end goal but not in the process that's the thing it's like that's to mm. me like how it looked like it but like in some other things to me like cooking joying the joy in the process but like some other things that you find joy in it but some other things you want the end result joy of it Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. It's yeah. like what we were talking about on our happiness is not yeah. the destination episode. Yeah. It's like you find joy in the process of doing it, not necessarily the end. You're like, yes, I need, I see the end, and I'm going to find happiness and joy at the end. But mm-hmm. I also recognize that the process that gets me there is also full of experiences that I can. The experiences could be like up and downs, but like just take it with a smile. That's to me, to me like right. I was gonna say that's probably part of the reason. I mean, I'm sure that you guys get along so well. Is Tash? You said the very same thing that you very much like find happiness in the journey, and it's not like a destination for you. And so I'm sure that that like. I mean, I don't know, just making an observation. Yeah, <laughs> and you're both like... very persistent. I mean, even just yeah, the fact that yeah. you guys have been wanting to get married and trying to get married for a year, and it's like nothing could get in your way. Nothing was going to stop you. You're like, reset the date. Oh, that's not going to work out. Find a new date. Oh, that's not going to work out. Find a new date until you guys were ultimately able to get married because of that persistence and dedication to the end goal. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing is like also we love each other. Yeah. And we love also each other. That's like one of the things that kept it going to like Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I remember when we were talking about my perspective back in the introduction episodes and Rachel was like, I don't know what's worse, like having like hope and mm-hmm. losing it, having hope and losing it and being on that roller coaster ride of finding and losing hope or just yeah. like consistently being hopeless. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. like it sounds like Sultan you have had kind of the same roller coaster of hope like although we were having different experiences it was still the same roller the same, coaster. The same roller coaster, yeah. Mhm. Yeah. I would say like looking at the outcome that it's probably worse, right, to just never have hope because eventually even though you guys were on that roller coaster for so long, here you are married and together in the same country in the same house um so if you didn't have that up and down you were just constantly hope that hopeless like you wouldn't have anything kind of like driving you forward right yeah it's the thing that if we haven't done anything about it then would have not been would have not achieved anything and it would have been just feeling down and down and down and down about it and just keep talking about like what happened but like once you once we went through the process everything gets clearer more it's like mm-hmm. getting started so foggy like i we didn't know how to do it what's the process 
and they kept telling us like no and i was like how no like there has to be a way mm-hmm. and so that's the thing like kept us like we needed to start i needed to start the process and we needed to start something in order like to get the end results out of mm-hmm. it like if i didn't start anything i would have been just calling her every day and just we're gonna be just crying it over and be like why i can't come because they said no yeah and, I was like, no, like we have to do something about it. There has to be a route in there. And that's like that. I kept just calling and calling and calling and calling. And after that, everyone, after I traveled, all of my friends back home are like, how did you leave? Please tell us the steps. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, get an email. This guy, this guy, I'm like, yeah. So a few people actually got permissions to travel. Like one of my friends recently got a permission just to travel and that because I told them how to talk. Oh, nice. <laughs> Sultan's got the in, guys. Sharing <laughs> yeah. Basically, what I'm hearing is that there's hopelessness in inaction and you find mm. hope when you take action. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's always like when you have to do something towards it. You have to do something towards anything you want to accomplish or anything like that because hopes comes with your your actions. Mm-hmm. But if you don't do anything, you can't even find hope because you're not doing anything to motorize that hope. Right. You're just kind of like letting it happen to you. Yeah. Right. It's like the battery of your as a thing. Yeah. The battery of your remote to work. You're like, <laughs> I hope this remote works. <laughs> <laughs> with no battery yeah <laughs> no battery, no. <laughs> yeah so do you have any advice sultan for anybody who's going through a tough time when they're like this is never ending and i'm starting to lose hope what would you tell those people to be honest what i would say is like first never lose hope and always like find something like that motivates you and always like don't even think about the process of something i know sometimes the process could be really hard and could be like so challenging and difficult but like once you really see what's behind it well that's what you want because like for example like when i started cooking i was like I-, I didn't really know how to cook and that but i was like how to know what to cook is like to do cooking to start learning and fail and fail and fail until you make something up until you make like the food until you make something at the end will do something like at the end result after like what you do will be good but if you didn't really like start doing like if you just wished to learn something without actually putting the work or putting action into it or something like that it's it's hard to find like hope into that unless you go through a process to do it and that and always like the motivation in order because it could be not motivating but the motivate the motivating is like it's like once you see what you want to accomplish at the end that's to you that's the, the engine that motivates you and don't care about the process because process could be good and bad and it's just like all at the end what you want yeah yeah i love that perspective because I definitely personally am one of those people that gets caught up in the process. And it sounds like too, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you seem to be somebody who very clearly sees 
your end result. And so that is the motivating factor to get you through whatever the process is. Um, and it's so just, yeah, interesting to hear your perspective because I'm like, oh, the process is the thing that like I get stuck in the muck of it, you know, and the outcome, though I see it there, starts getting a little bit foggy because I'm like, uh, the the doing of the thing is what <laughs> I think sucks and like I get, you know, whatever, stuck yeah. in, so. Yeah, I feel you actually in that. And that's the thing. It's like, to me, like it's right away. It's like when I want to do something is like, I don't even like, I look at the process and it's sometimes it's really hard, mm-hmm. but like, I really look at the end thing. Yeah. Me, like, yeah, that's to me, honest, like that's what keeps me like that going and keeps me like, really like, I want to do it and I want to do and I want to go through it because like, it. I don't know. I'm just feeling I'm repeating myself more right now. it's okay okay so when um i was feeling hopeless when you were like traveling i was visualizing the end result of you getting on the airplane walking through the like the terminal thing that goes from the gate to the plane and just like sitting in your chair so that was like my end game visualization that i was like meditating and visualizing on so what was your like end game visualization, like when you were in the airport, when you were on your way back and the guy is telling you, oh, from my experience, I don't think so. I think that visualizing lots of things. I kept just visualizing, I'm gonna go. Every day I kept visualizing how everything will go, but everything comes the opposite way. It's like the opposite thing I visualized. To me, that could it could play two effects on you. It could put you down and be like, "Hey, what the hell is that? I want to see the other thing, not that." <laughs> so yeah, I was like, "No, I want to see the other thing in there," and that's yeah. why, like, it just like as soon as I just felt like as soon as they let me go, I literally, I like when I went to the like it's the same in the U.S. It's the TSA, like when you mm-hmm. yeah. get your little and everything keys or whatever and that and there. I was standing in the line and then the popo came to me and he was like, hey, one last thing. I was like, what's going on, man? I just had 45 minutes inside there. He was like, hey, wait a second. Give me your passport. I was like, no. (laughs) And then he was like, yeah, let me take a look at it in there. Yeah, it's all your paperwork are good. Make sure once you get there, let the embassy know so you're good. I was like, yes, now I can visualize after I pass the TSA, I visualized everything. Yeah. yeah, I can see myself again. Now I can travel. Now I can do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I heard this or I read this quote the other day. I don't know where it came from or who said it, but it spoke to me and it said, um, you're either going to make sacrifices for your dream or your dream is the sacrifice. Mm. And yeah, when I read that, it hit me in a new way of like, yeah, I'm either going to make small daily sacrifices to get my end result, right? I'm going to drive there every single day. I'm going to sacrifice my time and my energy and maybe my peace of mind for this day to go and find out where where I'm at and where, where, where the deal is here. What else do they need? I'm going to make those sacrifices to ultimately in the end get what I want. Otherwise, what I want is the ultimate sacrifice and we get to pick and choose 
And for me, when I read that, it was like a rude awakening of like, oh, where am I sacrificing the daily habits or the daily choices that I could be making to get me my end result? Yeah. Yeah. That I also, that hits too. (laughs) I I like that quote. Thank you to whoever said that. (laughs) Yeah. Whoever said it. I don't know. I just, I read it like, I don't know, probably on Instagram or somewhere. So I don't know the source, but when I read it, it actually struck me in a new way where I was like, okay, yeah, I actually can make sacrifices in the process. I actually can dedicate and commit myself to what I want in the end because what I want in the end is ultimately more important to me because this also the sacrifices also becomes experience too mm-hmm. like that and this experience also makes you know the process and makes you know how it works and makes it easier for you to do it later as well like, or to do anything else later and yeah. you also made it so much easier for your friends who yeah. also wanted because to right travel. Now, they all know which route, who to call, who to do that, and what paper to submit, and how and that. So it all like it clears out the experience, and it's good to share your experience with others because I don't like others to struggle the way I struggled with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I feel like at the end of that too, if you doubted at all your resilience beforehand, you're like, um, I can fucking do anything now because <laughs> I have been through this experience and come out the other side and I fought tooth and nail, you know, every single day for it. Um, so yeah, definitely like that confidence and resilience, like, um, bring it on. <laughs> I'll take whatever you you're going to throw at me. Don't give me a no for an answer because I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> I always like, got to do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I never wanted to say, like, I never take a no. Never take a no. You're like, no, but why? <laughs> and why is that? And why is that? And why is that? Yeah. Yeah. But when you think about it, like, so many successful people have had that same experience where they have been told no over and over and over again like look at harry potter books for example like how many times was jk rowling told no we don't want your book like so many over and over yeah and so like now look at the harry potter franchise now like where would that be if she wasn't persistent like we wouldn't have the magic of hogwarts (laughs) oh my god my life would literally be completely different if I never was introduced to Harry Potter I'm like not kidding (laughs) it would be so different I love Harry Potter so your persistence (laughs) baby is paving the way for something magical yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's Guardian Leviosa Okay, I have like one more question for you. When we ask you questions, does your response come in your brain as Arabic or as in English? Actually, comes straight in English right now. Before I used to really like go in Arabic, 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 Arabic. Like I translated and then the mm-hmm. ask me a question, I'll be like, I pause. And this is the answer. <laughs> it's not the process. That's so, so yeah. interesting. Like, literally, when I first came to Canada here, I had zero English, literally. All I was like, good, good, that's good flight. Yes, yes. He was asking me, <laughs> talking like that, blah, blah, blah. That's all I heard at the airport. And then I was like, yeah, 
Okay, now let me go. That's good. Good, good, good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the thing right now, everything just translates to English right away. Before, like, I had the time when Arabic and English, but now just even dreams in English sometimes. What? You're officially bilingual. Yeah. <laughs> your, your persistence oh gosh, at learning love, English has made you if bilingual. If I could, I want to learn so many languages. Like, I want to learn Japanese, like French, and yeah, Spanish. We took Spanish class together. Mm. Aww. <laughs> he got better than me. I think the teacher liked him more because <laughs> I literally did all his I homework. Think <laughs> <laughs> you think so it's easier. I, look I think it's easier too, right? <laughs> well, when you already like, know. He would like carry her bags like up the stairs and stuff. Like she's like. This oh, so you're a teacher's me. pet. I'm like standing in there. I'm, <laughs> I'm standing in the stairs down there and I'm like, oh, I see her down there. Let's go say hi. Hello, professora. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Let me carry her back to the class, Professor. <laughs> OMG. And that's why he got an A and I got a B. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, moral of the story is kissing up. I was like, yeah, helps. Johambre, A minus. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> the best class in the world. <laughs> So a persistent kiss-ass attitude is going to get you places. It's <laughs> <laughs> the moral of the story. <laughs> the thing that, like, it, to me, it's like, it might look, it might look like, weird to others, but like, I earned two things. The professor loves me, and I took an A- minus in the class. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. So, no, but I really learned. I'm not saying like this is how I passed the class. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So now, so how, so you can speak three languages, or how many languages do you speak, Sultan? So right now, Arabic, English, and a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of Spanish, and also a little bit of Japanese. Maybe Jap. I speak more Japanese than Spanish. I would say. Wow. Wow. That's because he loves anime. Yeah. Mm. literally that's what got me like started in there and also the language school when i met japanese people i was like hey teach me a sentence <laughs> teach me something teach me something and they all like tell me sentences and i kept like building sentences vocabularies grammars and stuff and that yeah <laughs> and would you say that it's like easier to learn other languages because you're already bilingual like your brain is already working in that way of like translating this this is this is actually one way, but I think actually everyone could learn a second language. But if yeah. you really want to learn the language, it's like to me, I really wanted to learn English. Yeah, like I want to learn English, and that's what the thing like get me to learn English. But like mm-hmm. other people, I've seen like that they just went there because of the scholarship money, and that, mm. but they didn't really learn English, mm-hmm. and because. They go to school and they learn English. They go outside, they talk Arabic. But to me, I was like, I want to learn English. I don't want a single Arabian friend right now. Later, maybe two years later, one year later, once I learn English, maybe I'll have one only. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing is like, you know, I didn't really, I want to learn the language like from the pe- from the people that speaks it. I don't want to learn like from my friend who speaks 
Arabic and we're like, okay, do you know this grammar? And we speak it in Arabic. I'm like, no. And that's the thing is like, I surrounded myself with so many international people. I picked so many different like, like people from everywhere all over the world and that. And to me, that's what kicked the English in one year. I've been like, just speaking like that. Yeah, I know that I'm making so many as I'm speaking like at that time. But at this time, I was like, I don't really care because no one is making fun of you, first of all. And people are trying to help you. Yeah. yeah. So like that, they're not saying, hey, like, oh, they're mocking you for just not speaking correct English. No, they're giving you like correct sentences or like they don't even say anything or like that. They just let you, but they understand what you say, which is really cool. <laughs> But like some other people, they say, oh, you don't speak English. Oh, they try to mock you on that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. And I think the yeah. like important thing there to, yeah. that you said was that when you're trying something new, people aren't out to like mock you or make fun of you. Like they are there to help you try yeah. something new. They're excited for That's you. Like, like if you're excited, people. they're excited and mm-hmm. just go for it and don't worry about the yeah. haters. Yeah. I never worried about them. Never, never, never. That's why if I worried about them, I wouldn't have accomplished anything. I'd yeah. Just, I'll just worry about everyone else and not me. <laughs> right. That's so That's so important because if people, you know, if they are too scared to try or they're too scared to not be perfect, then they won't master anything, right? We all have to be beginners. That's great. Accomplish the, pro- the thing that you want to accomplish is really motivational to them because they'll be like oh no matter how we put him down he accomplished that thing right so why why are we not doing why are we just mocking these people we're not Mm. doing about it so it's kind of reverse psychology to them comes in Mm -hmm. imagine if you listen to the haters (laughs) sorry imagine if you listen to the haters after you left the jello for two weeks (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I would never have the experience of great food. <laughs> There's like this oh, uh, anime cartoon show that Sultan introduced me to. It's oh, called Food, food Wars. Wars. And it is like a very like typical Japanese kind of anime where it's like borderline pornographic. <laughs> and so Oh. <laughs> While they're cooking? Yeah. <laughs> So it's like the food oh. is so good it causes like orgasm. <laughs> and oh so God. like the cartoon they like pretty much like they get naked. <laughs> they like oh take God. a bite of food and then their like boobs explode <laughs> and like their shirt pops and like <laughs> I am bright red. I cannot. I cannot. What? Is happening, <laughs> and I bring it's this so up it's really... <laughs> because this is basically the experience of e- eating Sultan's food now. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> so, he has come a long way since the two-week-old Jello. <laughs> I'm sweating. <laughs> He's very embarrassed. Like his face is so um... <laughs> Look at Rachel. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so red i'm as red as jessa's stockings in the background (laughs) it's really funny anyway it's not like it's not gonna say it's it's could be like in some way you could get it and you could like perceive it in a different way but i mean (laughs) hilarious like are you gonna take Take the bite, take the bite, take the take the bite. <laughs> uh, oh my god. 
god. It is definitely a 16 plus anime (laughs) called Food Wars if you want to check it out and have a good laugh. Yeah, it's it's too funny. Oh god. Tash, that's, I was wanting to ask you. So you've you've been getting into anime, and do you speak Japanese? No, <laughs> no, not at all. Nice. So the language is that <laughs> I am currently like attempting to learn. We did Spanish, the second level of Spanish together. So I can have like you know a basic conversation. Ask somebody where the beer and the bathroom are at the important. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Tell them I'm hungry. And then the other languages I'm learning is Arabic, um, which and Cree. So Arabic, like the vowels and letters, I don't know. They're way different to the tongue and it's hard. <laughs> I love when you're him, like learning from the app. It's like the alphabets in Arabic. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. Aww. And also, like, I really, really, really would love to learn, and I know I can do it, 100%. It's like a Cree language, the native language. I want to learn hair language. Like, okay, I was going to ask what that is. Yeah, it's like a First Nation language. And yeah, you can tell. Yeah, so Cree, Cree is the first, uh, basically the main language that is spoken across Canadian First Nations. Um, mm-hmm. And he kind of... Now it's like Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, kind of northern areas. And this is where my family is from. So we are part of the Opasquate Cree Nation and learning the Y dialect of Cree. There are lots of different dialects and it is also hard because we don't have an elder here to like speak with. And Mm -hmm. so I'm just like going based on like a resource that was put together by the elders in my dad's community um, basically a dictionary and so my sister kind of went through and made flashcards for us one Christmas which was so nice like she has like all these these, uh, flashcards and so we just kind of pick a word a day and kind of learn a new word so my favorite there's some favorites we use some on the dogs now too (laughs) Astam, 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 he's sleeping. He's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. And Kisikitan means I love you. No. Astam, Astam. No, the other one. Ah, I forgot. Astam Ota. Yeah, Astam come Ota, here. Come here. Yeah. <laughs> it's really it's I love it. language and like I love like. Like, also, like, for her, also, like, would be nice, like, for the, fr- like, never forget the language, your language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And that's why, like, like, would she, la- like, I want to learn it, to be honest, like, for her more and for me as well. I want to know, like, because I love languages, but, like, also, like, it's sad that you see the First Nation language nowadays are disappearing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, like, I don't want to do my part in this world i really want to learn it i want to keep it alive because it's a beautiful language though and that's the thing and we'll learn it eventually yes we will yeah i love that whole podcast with the cream (laughs) (laughs) that would be intense (laughs) so jessa what languages do you speak um english (laughs) 
What did you take I, in high school? Um, I I took Spanish in high school. Um, it's like pretty standard, especially for Southern California, um, to learn Spanish. And I definitely did not, um, try at all. So I think I took all the way up to Spanish three in high school and maybe I retook, I retook one of the classes. So I had eventually taken like four semesters of Spanish and, um, yeah, I don't, I mean, I know basic stuff, Mm -hmm. But it was actually really funny. I went to Cabo a couple of years ago and I feel like I got there and for some reason, like I immediately just started speaking Spanish, like fluently and like could understand what people were saying. And I'm like, I had no idea that this knowledge was even like in my brain. And then I get home and I'm like, it was like a fever dream. Like I just like randomly started speaking Spanish. Um, but I mean, I would love to learn other language, I, languages. Um, I think I would really love to learn, like, I mean, there's no reason to learn this because nobody uses it anymore, but I would really love to learn Latin or mm-hmm. like oh, Celtic. Nice. So I'm Irish, so I would love to learn Celtic, but um, nice. yeah, cool. I mean, I don't know. That would be so cool. That would be amazing. Keep the, but like, like, who am I going to speak that with? <laughs> no that's the thing. Like, that's the I'll thing. And <laughs> that's the reason why you need to try it because it's a dying language. That's true. That's true. If I could, to be honest, I would just trade learning all languages. I really, yeah. that. like if I could, if I had that opportunity to me, that's ultimate happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Other culture, other languages. To me, that's enhanced. Mm-hmm. for sure yeah as an adult now like I said in high school I didn't really care that much but as I'm like going back to school now I definitely am going to be taking Spanish classes because it's just so invaluable especially like I said in Southern California in America in general Spanish I feel like is the secondary language um, and I almost feel silly now that I am not bilingual in Spanish because I'm like, what do you like? Why, <laughs> why, why wasn't that something that was more important to you? Um, but yeah, I will be learning it. Uh, what about you, Rach? So I do speak Spanish. I, I took AP Spanish in high school. So I took one through four and then I took AP Spanish and then I studied Spanish. I almost majored in Spanish. That was like on the forefront of my mind of like, what if I major in Spanish? But then the only thing I could think to do with that was to teach Spanish. And so I, I kind of swung away from that decision, but I was looking into majoring in Spanish. And then I would not call myself fluent by any stretch of the wild imagination, but I can speak some Mandarin. Um, My brother- Yeah, my brother speaks fluent Mandarin. So he lived in China for six years. I visited him many times and picked up some of the language um, to the point where my brother didn't realize I could understand so much of it. Um, He (laughs) he went to uh, McDonald's in in China 
And I guess I was embarrassing him or doing something like culturally inappropriate. I was just standing at the counter making my coffee. I didn't think it was any big deal. And he starts speaking to the worker and is like, I'm sorry, my sister's so embarrassing. She doesn't understand. And I looked at him and I said, in, like in English, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm embarrassing you. Really? And he's just <laughs> cracking up. Like, I didn't know you could understand me. And I'm like, yes, I can. But thank you for that. <laughs> like you could have just turned to me and said could you not make your coffee on the counter and then I wouldn't have you didn't have to turn to the Chinese person and be like I'm sorry my sister's an idiot (laughs) (laughs) oh it's okay yeah so I do speak some Mandarin but I wouldn't call myself fluent Mm -hmm. I just could understand more than I can speak but I can say which means hello it's nice to meet you and like basic communications like that yeah yeah i want to learn more though and i also really want to learn italian Mm, um yeah i've been to italy only once but i want to continue to learn the language and go back so i can get around more because yeah it was it's such a beautiful language that's the thing is like once you want to do something like that is like once you feel like it's you love to do it or you want to do it or that once you see the end results out of it really pumps you up you want to do it and that's for sure yeah that's that's a drive to everything like you do once you love something or once you want something you're gonna get it positively yes. motivated towards your <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love it well i feel like we are pretty solid on this episode huh yeah sultan really thank fun. you so much for not only being our first guest but for loving our friend tash and also um <laughs> coming and sharing your story with us. We just really appreciate you. Uh, this was so much fun. I can't wait to have another guest now. I'm like, cause I, <laughs> I mean, if I'm being honest, not that I was like nervous for this interview, but just like having a guest in general, I'm like, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to do? And this was really awesome. So now I'm really excited for our next guest. Oh my yeah. God. Thank you, me thank you too. so much for having me in here. Just like to me, it's amazing. It's the first podcast ever. I was a little bit nervous. What will I talk about during that time? But like, yeah, it just flows. It's like, yeah, it just flows like that. And it's just like amazing because you're talking from your heart. It's not your yes. piece of paper. So you could go on and on and on and on. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, exactly. Yes. Thank you for breaking the ice with our first guest as our first guest star. (laughs) um, We're so happy that you were here to have us and share the conversation. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I get to hang out with this beautiful soul all day, every day. And I'm glad that you guys got to have a little bit of his light into your life today. And I've been also telling her all the time, I can't wait to meet you all guys. Hey! Like, I really would be so honored if you guys come to our house in here. This is your house. Just come here. Don't worry about anything else. Just- You're so sweet. I've never been to Canada, so I'm like, hmm, yeah. maybe. We're going to plan it. Any hotels, Yay! No hotels, nothing, no expenses like that. Just come to our house and 
You're more. You both are more than welcome. I swear. Yeah. Oh. Yes, we will figure it out as soon as like we we can travel again. That is gonna happen. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will catch you here next time on Babes with Hope. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Babes with Hope. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, or if you're looking to get involved in one of our coaching programs, you can reach us directly at babeswithhope.com. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week.